You're listening to locally produced programming created in KUNV Studios on public radio, KUNV 91.5. Welcome to the Love Seats Comedy Podcast. I am your host, Darcy Silver. In this podcast, we're going to make me funny. That's right. We're going to explore the world of comedy in an attempt for me to get on stage to perform my first stand-up comedy set. UNLV and the Board of Regents are not associated with this podcast in any way, and the material may not be appropriate for all audiences. Listen at your own discretion and enjoy the show. And welcome back to another amazing episode of the Love Seats Comedy Podcast. Uh, This is Darcy Silver. And I appreciate you joining the show. We're going to try to create some new material today for my stand-up performance that's going to take place. Uh, If you're not familiar, we have the uh, Comedy and Entertainment Club on campus here at UNLV. Join us as we create comedy and entertain. You can get tickets to the UNLV Comedy Week, November 14th and 15th, and enjoy a live show with amazing comedians and myself to perform Uh, And we are building material today. And as you can tell, it's challenging and we don't have what it takes quite yet. We need help. And in order to do that, we've called upon an expert. And this is Darcy Silver. And I'd like to introduce Bruce Silverman. That's right. We are in the silver state of Nevada, right? Even though we have the Golden Knights. We do have the Silver Knights, so that works out in the Silver State. Thank you so much for joining us, Bruce Silverman. I I appreciate it. I'm not sure about that discretion that you were talking about in the opening. I think it's more like uh, listen at your own risk, uh, (laughs) let alone discretion. But, hey, you know, whatever works because whatever is recorded in Vegas doesn't stay in Vegas. Exactly. That's why you're here, right? (laughs) <laughs> that is that is why I am here. So I am here to uh, to help you with your first stand up special. So bring it at me. I, I'm I'm ready for anything. Excellent. So a, a, as we've had uh, other guests, we've talked about how to create some material, uh, creating a persona. Uh, so as you know who I am, right? I'm Jewish. Uh, I I definitely uh, I'm not shy to display that. Uh, and I'm happy to make fun of myself because it's challenging with so many, uh, you know, disclaimers out there of, uh, what to say, what you can't say, you know, it's difficult to find, right. The, the good things that are, uh, able to be even discussed. Right. And we're living in this world. But hold on, hold on. I wasn't even aware that you were Jewish. I thought you just had really long white string drawstring pants. Oh yeah. Yeah. You're familiar I with those, that's right? What those things were. Yeah. yeah I, th- I, I, I thought you were just, you know, on a diet and you didn't want to buy, you know, invest in pants yet. So you just got a bunch of things that you could just, you know, tie up and just let the white, the white, um, you know, um, drawstrings just hang there. Yep. Yeah. It's like a Swiss army knife, right? You can do lots with it. Uh, you know, and I'm sure you, you know, you wear them as well, right? No. You don't? No. Oh, I'm the only no, one. No, no, no. No, so, I gave those up for Lent. I gave them up for Lent. Um, and um, I gave them up for Lent. And it was about the same time that I sold the, you know, that really nice sheet set that you get 
from uh, what is it, Bolin Branch and and Labels. I think that's the name of the company, Bolin Branch and Labels, and they're the ones that sell the sheets with the hole in the middle. Yeah, right. So uh, often those get hung out. People think uh, there is some weird sex ritual. Uh, that you're supposed to uh, put a sheet with a hole in between it. I can tell you that that is not true. That is a, a garment that we wear. Uh, but, you know, often people do see that and they're like, what are those things? And, and so I'm like, uh, <laughs> these are my no, tassels. In, 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 all, no, in, in all fairness, that sheet set, that's for the Orthodox kink. <laughs> If that, you want to come that, back to my dressing room after the show, I'll show you how they work. No, 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 no. It's it's really okay. I'll just take I'm, your word. I'm going to teach you, but I don't, I don't need to. <laughs> there, there's one condition: you cannot do it to the rabbi. You know that makes things very well, well, uncomfortable. Wait, 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 oh wait, wait! I was I was about to say I've met some really hot rabbis, but I forgot you're Orthodox, and there are no Orthodox female rabbis. I know some. I know some pretty hot, you know, reform and and conservative uh, female rabbis, and I would have no issue with that. Just Rashi's wife. <laughs> oh, well, hey, hey, you know, um, let's draw a line someplace, okay? You told me you told me I couldn't use language, and so we're going to have to draw the line someplace. Right, so what are appropriate things that you can talk about, right? So you can't really talk about, you know, religion and politics without offending folks. Right. If you were to go into the, you know, bald category, right. Do you think that would be offensive as a bald person? Wow. Wow. You're going to go there. <laughs> okay. Okay. If you're going to go there, that's fine. No, you know what it is to me? Comedy should be offensive. Isn't, isn't that the point of comedy is making fun of, of things in life and society and, and if you're not willing to go up to that line or cross the line, are you really committing to the entire project? Because let's face it, the world is messed up in so many ways. And if you can't create observations and make fun of them and call them out, um, then, then we're not doing our job. I mean, people don't listen to comedy or watch comedy shows because they want people to color inside the lines. You go because you want to laugh. And, you, and, and what does laughter come from? A lot of times laughter comes from being uncomfortable. You go to a comedy show. Like, for instance, you know who Brad Williams is, right? Yep. Okay. So I saw Brad Williams last month. Funny, funny guy. Not the first time I had seen him. Um, watches clips all the time. Second time I've seen him live. In the very same sentence, he will refer to himself as a midget, a dwarf, and a little person. All, all three of those terms make people uncomfortable at one point or another. And here is a little person referring to himself as a midget and a dwarf. Yep. Sometimes people, and at the beginning of the show, if people don't necessarily know who, who he is and, and what his comedy is all about, they'll nervously laugh when he says a midget like me or a dwarf like me. And then after a while, you get inside the joke. So now it's the same thing with any kind of comedy. For, for a comedian to be really, really great, what do you need to do? 
You need to let everybody in on the joke. And once everybody is in on the joke, then you can throw out all of the politically correctness or the wokeness or do you cross the line? Now, you know, in fairness, there are some words that certain people can't use, and I get that, and that's no problem. But if you let people inside, like you're working on your your comedy special and your stand-up debut, and you want to let people inside of your life, what is it like to be an orthodox guy in Las Vegas? I mean, right, right there alone, being orthodox in Sin City is, is kind of an oxymoron. It's impossible. So, <laughs> yeah, right? You know, it's, it's like you, you live in Nevada. What do you do? You go to the Bunny Ranch and go, nah, it's okay. I'm just here for the guilt. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, I, it, it, there's, there's so many different ways that you can play it that you just, first and foremost, you have to have the skin to be able to make fun of yourself because there's always something about us. That's funny. There's always something about our lifestyles or our religion or our looks or our clothes or whatever. That's just funny. And it's okay to laugh at yourself. And if you can laugh at yourself, then you can make other people laugh. And then once you make other people laugh, then people around them are going to laugh. And laughter is contagious. And laughter should be more contagious than, I don't know, COVID-19. Can you imagine how great life would be if right now everybody was laughing rather than nervously trying to be composed? Is there... That's where we are as a society right now. Is... We're nervously composed. Is there a universal... Laughter? Is there a common ground that everybody would find funny? No. No. Because there's some, number one, there's some people that have absolutely no sense of humor. And the other thing is what's funny to me may not be funny to you, and that's okay. Um, Henry Ford said you can have any color car you want as long as it's black. Well, at least we moved on from that. And you know what I find really, and, and, and you know what I find really funny about Henry Ford saying you can have any color you want as long as it's black? Henry Ford was a flaming racist. Henry Ford was a flaming racist and anti-Semite. But please, drive his black car. To me, that's funny. And as a society, it's okay that you like this genre of movies. I'm not a big horror fan, but there are plenty of people that love horror. Why? They're making movies about horror films because people enjoy them. So people can go and watch horror movies if that's what you're into. It's the same way that they make 12 different, 12, they make millions of different types of porn because it's got to appeal to everybody. And they make more porn because once you've mastered one thing of porn, you just get turned on to the next one. And when I say turned on, the pun was included. So it's, it, it's just the type of thing where when you're doing comedy, do what makes 
you happy. Say the things that you find funny and find a way to deliver them so that others will find that it's funny. And if you do that, hey, you can, you can do anything. And, you know, what, what's cool is if you can make one person laugh, then it's going to be contagious. It is so much harder to make one single person that you're talking to laugh. If you have a one-on-one conversation and you can make somebody laugh about something, then you've got it. Because when you go to say that same joke on stage, as long as one person starts laughing, everybody else is going to laugh, even if they didn't necessarily get the joke because they want to appear that they're in on the joke. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then if you can, and if you can say something that's just on the line or just past the line and you get those nervous laughs, then you got to go in for the kill. You just got to keep driving it and driving it and driving it until the whole place is roaring. And then you tell them that they're sick for laughing so hard because, you know, it was a pretty twisted joke. And then they're going to laugh even more. And, and I think, you know, you have a great opportunity because I can't really think that there's that, that many Orthodox Jews on the comedy circuit, right? Um, the fact of the matter is you're not going to perform on a Friday night, right? You know who performs on a Friday night in Orthodox Judaism? Jerry Seinfeld? No, the rabbis. Oh, there you go. <laughs> right? Because every rabbi is a performer. Rabbis get into that rabbinate so that they can preach. And they get to write these sermons. And whether or not they're trying to be funny, typically you can find something if funny. You're cleaning your head in a out. Sermon. The right head. Well, I mean, wouldn't it be great if you could tell a whole joke about laying to filling and um, putting the box on, you know, maybe the lower head? Mm-hmm. It'd be sacrilegious, but it'd be funny as hell. Yeah, I'm not sure if the audience would get it. Because, right, as you think of who you're performing in front of, you know, you have to also have that range of material, right, to know are they going to get it or not. You said something very so good. So bring your tefillin with you. Yeah. Uh, that's bring why, your, that's why the tzitzi are, are easy because they're on. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I mean, right. And, and you, know, you, know what, you know what's real? That, I was just thinking about this. So the tzitzis, they could be just, they could be another form of kink. It's how she pulls you closer. Mm -hmm. Or you get her to wear them, and it's an alternative to pulling her hair. I can go on and on about that stuff. Let's go. Uh, But, but, you know, but that's that's kind of how you, you can have fun. With with the whole thing of, about religion, you could do the whole thing where you could tell the joke while you're while you're wrapping the, the fill-in, and when it comes time to putting it on the head, you know, have Velcro on your pants and just put it there and say, "More, you know, Orthodox, more Orthodox cake." Yeah, <laughs> and and uh, you know, you can just have a whole, you know, you can have so much fun with that. You could go, 
yeah, you could you you could put it on your lower head. You could use it as a gag ball. You can, you know, use it as a as an elbow pad if you know someone's got a wrestling fetish. There's so many different things that you can do. But I do find it a little ironic that that Orthodox will not wear leather shoes, but they will wrap a leather to fill in. Because I really think that that if you really went back in time, you would find out tefillin was not originally used for its for its current purpose. It was just up there in the dungeon with the whips and the ball gags and, um, you know, the stiletto heels and all of that. And just, you know, one day a, a Jewish guy walked in, saw his mistress. She said, put this on. He wrapped it around his arm. He put it on his head and she did his thing and he got off on it. So I think that's how it happened. And you know what? I'm going to be just like that meme that says, you know, try to change my mind. Yep. There it is. I, I think the villain just came from a, from a dungeon in New York city in about 1863. <laughs> Even older than that. Maybe, maybe, maybe it came from, uh, I don't know. I, I saw a whole thing yesterday um, on Christianity coming from Africa and, and that Christianity was not a European thing, but it was actually an African thing. And Jesus was black and everything else. Um, you know, you, you just work it in there. You just start talking about the history of Tefillin. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I don't, I don't know who actually started it. But, you know, God, you know what, God, you know who I actually think started to fill in um, and, you know, hopefully you'll appreciate this. Remember in Blazing Saddles, the executioner, Mm -hmm. it was him. Yeah, the guy that was the same guy from uh, Pride and uh, not Pride and Prejudice. What's that other movie? Uh, Princess Bride. Young Frankenstein. Princess oh, right. Bride, yes. same yes. guy, right? Yeah. So, yeah, you know, so so if you think about it, there's so many ways that you can take, you know, to fill in this is payus. You know, payus is a whole other thing. You know, you you can go off all day on that. I mean, most young kids payus. It, it looks like curly fries from from Arby's. <laughs> um. But, you know, you could branch out and and you could talk about, like, the things that you do from Friday sundown to Saturday sundown. Talk about how, you know, sometimes you just sit there and play Xbox and don't tell anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's lots of different aspects of, of things, right? So, you know, certainly the, the Orthodox Judaism religious aspects are – uh, easy, you know, really to start with. Right. And then I got five kids, you know, so I got plenty of extras just in case, you know, hopefully one of them turns out right. Uh, you know, being in Las Vegas, obviously, you know, we're in Sin City over here. So, you know, this place is, has got lots (laughs) all over it. Right. Uh, thinking about those different types of things, right. It seems like, you know, most casinos are, are vampires, you know, not because they suck everything out of you, but because when you're sleeping, you'll get these little uh, bites from these little vampire bed bugs that all of a sudden are over here now, you know, and then you'll never be the same. 
You, you know, you know, a movie that you should watch and work into your act. Did you ever see the, the Cisco kid? Or no, 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 not the Cisco kid, the Frisco kid. The Frisco kid. Uh, uh, war movie, right? No, no, it was um, Harrison Ford as a, as a cowboy outlaw and Gene Wilder, Jerome Silverman, um, great A-Pie brother out of Iowa. Um, and he played a rabbi who had been given a congregation in San Francisco and travels from Europe to San Francisco to deliver the Torah to the new temple and to marry his, um, his um, um, bride, which was a, you know, a, a set up marriage. Okay. You've got to watch that movie. Yeah. So jumping back it here. Is, it is very funny. Very jumping, funny, and it will work into the things we're talking about. Yeah. So with some of the material, we, we, we really got, you know, far off from my initial question, which was, you know, regarding being bald. Uh, and you mentioned something yeah, about the payas. avoid that because it was so incredibly rude of you <laughs> to take a shot at me. On, on I, I agree to come on your show, and you're like, yeah, screw you. You're, you're making... You're making this that much more difficult on me. Oh, by the way, you're bald. Oh, ahas for shalom, right? What we're trying to say here is about the payas, right? We're talking about how to weave in the comedy. Uh, and so most people, they wear a kippah, right, to cover it. So in terms of, you know, growing up and becoming more mature, you know, with the realities that exist, you know, we, we have kippahs uh, that we've made special for you, you know, that will help provide it. It has at the end extensions, you know, for, for hair. So it looks like it, it comes perfect. And you can actually get it in Orthodox, which has the curls on the sides of them. That way, you know, in case, you know, you're bald and religious, you have a great solution. I, I think you can only be bald or religious. I don't think you can ever be both. <laughs> um, I, I think that's number one. Number two, it's funny because I went to a wedding this past weekend and they gave keepers out to everybody. And I had just shaved my head and there was no way that thing was sticking on my head. So there was that. Um, but I always thought, and this isn't the true story on why I shaved my head, but I'll, you know, tell it on your story, on your show. And I'll make it up because it will, you know, it'll just hopefully be funny. But I always admired those old Jewish guys that they had a full head of hair until you looked at the back of their head and they had that circle where you would put a keeper that was bald. Yeah, And I always thought, how great is that? That's like the built-in yarmulke, right? It's like, it's like a reverse yarmulke. But if you have that and you go to temple and you're praying, I don't think you should have to wear a yarmulke. I think God is screwed with you enough that he gave you this really awful hair and he gave you a bald spot where you were supposed to put a kippah. And I'm thinking, if that's the case and he did it to you because he's all-powerful or she's all-powerful or it's all-powerful – or, you know, today, because of all the pronouns and everything, they're all powerful. Them are all powerful, um, yeah. We're all powerful. Yeah, them. Yeah, them are all powerful. And um, you, 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 have the, you have the built-in yarmulke. I think it's great. You can pray anytime you want. And, you know, it looks like you got something there. Maybe you get, like, a tattoo design on your bald spot so it looks like you always have it. Or if you don't. You know, you don't want to commit to something because you have commitment issues. You get like the henna 
on the top of your head. So this way, every three weeks or a month, you can go back to the artist and, you know, they can change the, the, the look for you. I think that's great. I think that is far more um, of a use of expression than, you know, picking out a yarmulke or getting one of those yarmulkes that, that have like the, the, the payas extensions on them. I mean, I don't know about for you, Purim. I don't like women. <laughs> oh, for Purim, right. Yeah. Okay, so the gag. that. Yeah, yeah. Hey, do you want to look like Esther? You can look like Esther every day. You can look like Esther every Shabbos. Buy this, you know, buy, buy this kippah with the built-in payas. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, th- there's something there. I mean, there's probably more of a business in that um, than necessarily some funny stuff. Um, but yeah, I, um, again, I'm trying to avoid, you know, discussing the fact that I'm bald, but thank you for, you know, telling the world that I'm bald. You, you would think that, um, well, no, you just shave it. That's you, you what you said. You would want to, you do it by choice. Yes, I do shave it. Yeah. I do shave it. It's it. just, um, it's just no, the but, style. But here's, here's the, here's the true, here's the true story on, on how I ended up bald. Um, I, my wife and my two sons and myself were all getting our hair cut by the same guy. And the guy disappeared in the middle of the night and my hair was getting a little long. And one night I was like totally disgusted by it. So I figured, Hey, if I use the shaver that I trim my goatee with, I can give myself a haircut. Um, it went horribly wrong. I ended up looking like the guy who fell asleep on the paternity room floor. I had a reverse Mohawk. I had bald patches. There was sticking up everywhere. That was it. <laughs> But right? you, you had it to and, fill in, though, so it, so it, it helped cover it all up. And it covered it up. And it <laughs> covered it up. Yeah. You know, no, it was the payas. I left the payas. Um, <laughs> so, so it sounds so, like the, the persona of going down the religious Jewish route has plenty of material. We can get carried away within oh, it uh, on all the different levels. And you're in favor of making fun of myself doing that. No, no, I, I think you should. I, I, I think Perfect. you should do that. I think you should also... I think you should also like do a compare and contrast. Yeah. I mean, well, it's education because most people have no idea what you're talking about right now. So, well, right. Right. It's going to be an education. What I said. Right. And and you should tell people tonight is going to be an education. Yeah. If you don't know much about Jews, you're going to learn more. If you don't know much about, um, Orthodox Jews, you're going to know more than you want to. Yeah, you're going to get exposed and, and, to way more than you want to know right now. And, 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 uh, and I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you a business idea, and I only want twenty percent. You know, you know how when you go to a comedy show, the comedians do the meet and greet afterwards, and they'll sign like autographs and buy, buy my CD, buy my CD, please. Yeah, buy my CD. buy my merch. Yeah, yeah. I think that you should sell. Sheets with a hole in the middle. Oh, don't tell everybody. You just you took the idea away, right? Mini ones. No, no, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, like, like, like. Let's not call them sheets. Let's call them like um, mini blankets. You know, like a beach towel with a hole in it. The love bed, something like that. I got the love seats. The, the so love the love bed. bed. Spell it, there you go. And spell it L U V. Yeah. There was a great nugget you said, which is get the audience in on the joke. So when they know what you're talking about and they see the humor in it, you ride it like a nice wave and hopefully not flip over. 
Thank you so much for joining, but we'll take it for another episode. Thank you so much, Bruce. We got lots of great material here and we'll keep working on it. And join us next time. Stay tuned. Thank you for listening to the Love Seats Comedy Podcast. You can follow this glorious podcast at unlv.edu forward slash KUNV forward slash podcast and Love Seats on social media at Love Seats and Real Love Seats. And that's L-U-V-S-E-A-T-S, all one word. You've been a lovely audience. Until next time, share the love.